Hey, hi, hello, airheads. Another Friday, another Love is Blind recap. I hope you're excited as I am, even though we've been doing this for weeks and the show's been over for weeks and you're probably over it. Um, but we still have a few, <laughs> a few more episodes to go. So bear with me. We're going to make it through this. So this is episode six of the series, meaning we have four more episodes to go. So if I can do it, you can do it. And again, the commentary is good. Why wouldn't you want to listen to it, you know? I don't know. I'm making myself feel better either way. Um, this episode, we start out with Natalie and Shane. Um, they get to their apartment. And quick question, may I just say, um... Do they pay for furniture, like, for the furniture in their apartment? I'm assuming they don't because they already have, like, their own places and their own shit. So, that that would be my guess, but I don't know. Um, so, I'm just going to assume not, but I, I would like to know the answer to that question of many. Many a question, nary an answer. Um... Ultimately, though, we still know that Natalie's just really overlooking the walking red flag that Shane is. Um, each episode, I feel like it's him and Shake. Like, they have redeeming qualities and then they just don't. I mean, Shane more so than Shake, but whatever. Um, he's dorky. But, like, not in a cute way, like, in a forced way, or, like, their relationship is. Like, they have little quirks and whatever, but it looks like they're just forcing each other to like one another, which may not be healthy. I will say her ring, if you've noticed, is extremely cute, though. That is the one thing he has going for him, and I, I'm not even confident that he picked it out. I think they do, though. That That's another question I guess I have. Um... You can tell, though, that she's working on providing him with the affirmation he's been asking for. You know, she makes little comments like, you're everything I ever wanted, um, which is scary because um, if that if that is what she has wanted all along, I don't know if I have high standards. I don't know. I've always wanted more than that. So, yikes, Natalie, especially because she is a walking green flag and deserves so much more. I don't know. Um, they start talking about, like, some wedding stuff, and Shane goes, I really want to wear a tux cape. Who even are you? And what even is that? Like, what is a tux cape? It, this isn't Bridgerton, and it's just not okay. And it's not even British. Like, he says he's British, so it's not even, like, a cultural thing that he would wear a tux cape. Like, it's not a kilt Scottish moment. Like, I'm not sure where he's going with his ideas, but it it's making me very um uncomfortable to say the least but you know that's that's Shane for you then we move on to the other tragic couple um deeps and shake mostly shake deeps is like fine but again she chose him so i'm not positive um quick other observation that i have i really don't care for the gold chalices like the cups that they have i'm not a fan i think last season they had silver i prefer those more um which is sad gold is my favorite color so i would think i would appreciate these but they're so obvious to the eye and i think they take away from every single filmed moment that could be me though like obsessing over it but I don't know if anyone else has had that issue. Um, 
But they are showing a sign of norm- normality. Um, she's Googling things to prove that she's right. So I do that quite often. I can resonate with that. I think we all can. Um, so yeah, that, that's a good sign, I suppose. Then we move over to Danielle and Nick. It looks like they're sleeping in a hotel. Like the apartments that they're in doesn't, se- don't seem like natural. Or personalized environments, like they don't have the small touches. And granted, I think they're only in there for a month or so, but I would just feel really uncomfortable, like not being in my own space or like not having things to make it my own space. I would really like them to speak on that. Although the views are killer. Danielle and Nick's apartment views are so cool. Um, And then, of course, you know, they always seem to go from having health, really, really healthy conversations to very, very unhealthy, toxic communication. And it it goes back and forth real quick, it seems. And I think that overall, that can be very toxic in general. So, yikes, I guess. That's, I don't know. Um, Ayana and Jarrett, this is, we moved to them. And this is the first time that we're seeing someone one of the couples tour the other's place or old apartment. So, Ayana is touring Jarrett's. And I love that she simply will not compromise on living in a studio. And I think that that's so fair because already apartments are small. Studios are even smaller and you have less of an opportunity to break away from your partner, which I think is so utterly important. And that's coming from someone who's never lived with a significant other. But it is important to have like a separate space you can go to, in my opinion. Um, Jarrett's bed makes me very uncomfortable. It looks like a futon, if you've noticed. It's so low to the ground And then the nightstand is like a good foot above him in height when he's on the bed. It's very weird. It's a very weird setup. And I'm like, where was your mom in this decor situation? Ultimately, the decor is just not great. So I'm hoping Ayana can maybe bring something to that, mix it up a little. She does make a good point, though. There is like no space for her. The closet is way too small. And I would... I would die. Like, if I were her, I I completely get it. You guys really, I think, underestimate, like, how much clothes we actually have and how much space we actually need because they're so nonchalant about everything and then they kind of think we're obsessive or uptight when we're like, no, like, we need more. And I don't know. I don't know how they're going to fix that. Maybe they can move somewhere else. I don't know. I I can imagine filming would not be great for when you're in a lease and, like, you're, you could be in a legal situation. I don't really know. But, you know, maybe she can make it work for her. All I can say is that that would not work for me. Um, women who uh, do share closet space with men, I, I feel for you. I can't even imagine. I really can't. <laughs> I'm trying to and I can't do it. Um, but I would do the same thing that Ayana is doing. She's looking and sifting through all of his drawers. And that would be me. In fact, that is me. Like anytime I go over to like a, gu- a guy's house, um, I'm always searching through stuff or looking at stuff because it gives you such a good idea of what that person is like, what they're into, what they will be like if you were to live there. Things you can, you should and can get rid of, you know. 
I, w- I get it. I get it. And she's asking for pictures, which guys never seem to have. And I think that's weird. Like, I have so many pictures and guys, they either don't take any or they don't have any. And I'm like, where's the sentiment? Like, it's non-existent for men, I guess. Um, but yeah, essentially, I she wants to be, she's inspecting every nook and cranny and I would do the same thing. So, I get it. Um, they start talking about, like, having gifts from exes she like pulls something out of his drawer and he's like oh yeah that's from my ex and she like seems really weirded out about that and i've talked about this on the pod before obviously not a recap episode but in another episode i have zero qualms about keeping gifts from exes especially if they're good like if they're shitty yeah throw it away whatever donate it whatever but i think she's really thinking too much into it and she already has a lot on her mind with the whole Mal and Jarrett situation and I think she's just letting the whole Mal thing cloud her vision which is totally understandable I get it um I could see that never leaving her mind honestly again it's I can't even imagine but if it's a good gift like if it's jewelry or if it's a wallet or if it's something very useful like why wouldn't you keep it and I, I mean, he could have lied, too. She never could have known that. So, like, the honesty, I think, was good enough. And why would he throw that away? I don't know. I just thought it was dumb, but I, I, I can understand her viewpoint. Um, she really wants kids. And Mal's comment, I don't know. She, about her having kids was awkward, I can, she's questioning all the differences essentially between her and Mal. And she already has been doing that. And I think it's just getting worse. But can you blame her? Because it's like, how can you ever move on from being someone's second choice? You just kind of don't. (laughs) If you're not first, you're nothing, pretty much, is the way that she's feeling. I don't think that that's actually true in the slightest. I think Jarrett really cares for her. In fact, I think he has forgotten about Mal. Um, I think he's totally zeroed in on Ayana. It was just that first meeting that was really shocking, but I guess we'll see. Now, this was the real kicker of the episode. <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. So, Kyle goes to meet Shayna's family. And you're probably wondering, oh my god, they're still dating. We totally forgot, because they're not really showed that much. Like, We've kind of forgotten Shayna. She's like a peripheral bitch villain. And Kyle's like weirdly obsessed with her for some God knows reason. Um, but yeah, he, they both decide, I guess it had to have been mutual that it's a good idea to meet her family. Yep. Yeah. So the house that they arrive to, it gives, it's like an eerie white house. Like, It looks like the White House, but it's, like, eerie and creepy, and it scared the shit out of me. Like, I feel as though the KKK would live in something like this. That That's how I feel. It feels like the scene from Get Out, I'm just reminiscent of horror movie. That's, yeah. It feels very weird, the whole thing just weird um he makes kyle makes a weird off the hand joke to her brother about how no one else should get Shayna, and the looks from her brother and her dad and her mom that should have just been enough like that should that should have said enough to kyle like you're not welcome here 
and it, he just did not have the best intro to her parents, for one, um, which is really funny because at first he goes, I'm so good at meeting parents. I've never had an issue with someone's parents. You know, he was really boasting about how good he is at it and then clearly had a horrific intro. Um, I also didn't know that you need to love riding dirt bikes to be American. Um, direct quote from Shayna's brother. I had no idea. So thank you for that public service announcement. Something gives me the feeling <laughs> that this family was at the Capitol riot on January 6, 2021. <laughs> I know that that is a very serious accusation, but I have a very, very strong, innate feeling that I'm not wrong about that. So, that's why I'm putting it out in the, uni in the universe, but I would bet money <laughs> these people were present. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I did think it was nice that Shayna's mom loved how Kyle gave Shayna his mother's engagement ring. I thought, okay, maybe this is the first sign of respect. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Um, Shayna just keeps getting uglier by the minute. I don't know throughout the episode i was just thinking about that and then they ask a religious question i think <laughs> he was the brother or something he goes are you a godly man and <laughs> kyle just straight up was like what does that mean <laughs> um i really respect how upfront he is about his atheism and his questions with religion i respect that i really do i think that is so honorable especially when confronting such an uncomfortable question he's straight up again he said he doesn't know what that is he was like what is a godly man what the fuck and it's so interesting for one all of this talk around and on religion when in the pods she was literally like trying to sell her body to shane like you would have thought she was a concubine so i'm not saying religion and sexuality always have to go one in you know hand in hand but she's preaching about all this stuff and her family is and i'm like um are we just gonna forget all everything i don't know Ultimately, though, no one was digging this interaction. Not not a single person. Kyle just... I, I, I hope he didn't, but his, something about his face, he just looks stupid sometimes. Um, the mom goes, you seem very nice. Um, that's certainly not a blessing. <laughs> and she even confirmed it. She goes, I do not give Kyle my blessing. So there, there we have it. Book closed, chapter over. That was all we needed. Not that we even needed that to know that this relationship simply was not going anywhere. We knew that. We'd been knowing that. He should have just ran for the hills the minute she said she doesn't believe in evolution. I I always thought that, um, I don't know if this is anyone else, but sometimes I hear people talk about the people that they're interested in or the red flags that they've seen. And I'm like, if I even got an inkling of that, I would be so horrified and I would immediately run. I don't think I've ever dated someone who had like instantaneous red flags. I take it back. Yeah, actually, I take, I hard, I hard take that back. Forget what I just said. Ultimately, this show should be called Kyle is Blind. Not Love is Blind. Kyle is Blind because he is still, he's still hopeful after this. Even after this god awful interaction. I, I have no words about that. I really don't. And then 
we go to my faves. Danielle and Nick are meeting her parents. Um, this is exciting. I know that they're toxic occasionally, but they were the first ones who were like, I know it's you. So I still have faith in them. But they're going to meet her parents. And it's re I think it's realistic to know and be aware that the parents are going to be questioning everything. They're going to be questioning you as a person. They're going to be questioning your relationship. They're going to be questioning the validity of it, the length of it, the whole thing. Because this is ultimately such a very strange, unique experience. And so it, I think that's totally normal and realistic. But they totally accepted Nick. They embraced him with open arms. I thought Danielle's mom brought up a lot of good points. And Nick was so, really responded well. He was giving very thought-out answers. He proved himself completely and totally. Again, still not sure what's with the random balloon animals. I don't know if this is someone's job, like maybe Daniela works for the circus on the side, or if it's like a hobby, mass confusion. It really seems like someone's passion, and I, I need to know. I just need to figure it out. Um, I thought it was funny that Nick was feeling so much pressure to catch a fish, and they were giving him so much shit. I just think he's hilarious. I think Nick is so funny, and I am very proud of him for reeling one in. Again, yet another way to prove himself. And I can totally see where Danielle gets her personality from. You can tell that from her mom. Her mom's, like, almost too high energy, too much. Like, for a long time throughout the episode, I was like, why is she shouting? She's a walking stereo, walking, talking stereo. I was like, why are we, why are you yelling? Why are you running? Sorry. Anyways, totally see where she gets her personality from. Um, then they got weird and they were talking about sex and divorce. Um, they, they put it all out on the table. Very weird conversation to have with a man you just met. But that just goes to show, I guess, how open and close her family is. And I have a complete feeling that his family will be a complete 180 from hers. Um, I can kind of tell from how shocked he was by what they were talking about. But again, I give Nick so much credit. He handled that like a fucking champ. Champ, champ, champ. So Shane and Natalie go and visit Natalie's apartment. And first impression, super nice and clean. And I expected nothing less from Natalie whatsoever. Um, of course, it makes sense that Shane's number one artist slash shower music choice is Celine Dion. I don't know why. It's just, it's very fitting. And he doesn't want to move in there. And for that reason, how could you go into this beautiful apartment and not want to be there? But it he does make a good point that they want more space. So I guess that's fair. Um, he, they, he is financially wrecked. His food budget is insane. I don't know if anyone picked up on that. I would be surprised if you didn't. He said that the 2000, he spends like $2,000 on food. And to be honest, I think what he means by food is that he means cocaine, but uh, he can't say that on TV, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, they're clearly on different levels um, financially, that much is obvious, and they think very differently in regards of how to spend and save money. So that that could be a huge problem because I always say the top three relationship deal breakers are always going to be religion, politics, or finances. So 
a little bit scary that they don't have one of those in order. Um, her apartment, though, is so white that I just know that he would definitely spill stuff all over things. I just know it. I have a feeling. And last thing I wanted to say is that I don't think I've ever seen Shane close his eyeballs. Like, I don't think I've seen him blink. Um, all, all very concerning, to be honest. Then we move on. Um, Mal and Sal go to meet Sal's family. And really by that, he's, she's meeting his two sisters. I, I believe his parents live somewhere else and her parents live somewhere else. I'm not quite sure. I will say that I love that he's surrounded by sisters. It's no wonder why he's so sweet and such a good person. Um, sisters really do a lot in that category. Um, I, again, I am wondering where his parents are located and her parents. I'm just not sure. They don't really go into depth about it. Um, she did have to talk about Jared. Like she, Jared, sorry. She fessed up to it, admitted it, um, I will say Sal kind of put her on the spot, but I think it is good to have it out in the open. I mean, they're going to find out anyways. Might as well have that initial conversation, get it over with. And she was really quick to reassure them, um, so that was good. But that was really the entire meeting. But I think they accepted her. I think they liked her. I don't know. Um, then we go to Nick and Danielle. They're out on a walk somewhere. Um, it is extremely frustrating, and I can only imagine from Nick's perspective that she routinely second guesses him. He simply cannot win. He's totally in a catch-22, and I can resonate with that frustration. Like, he's, I can, I can totally see why he's upset. He's doing everything he can. He's owning his mistakes. He's apologizing when he needs to. He's apologizing when he doesn't need to. He's concerned for her and he's very forthright about it. And she just, she's very neurotic. She's obsessing and focusing over one comment and it's reading complete total self-sabotage. And it's sad because she has such a hard time believing that he loves her, even though it's so obvious that he does. And then she goes and calls him a narcissist, which is just so off base. Like he's at, he is not in the slightest. And it's frustrating because she can dish all of this out. And then the minute he snaps, because how could you not when you're being accused of so many things? And you know, you're just trying to wrap your brain around it, but she can't take it. She can dish it, but she can't take it. And she has so much to work on personally that I'm very concerned for her. But when I was watching this scene, I have to say that I don't understand the argument at all, but she just kept continually, Uno reversing on him. And it was just frustrating to watch as a viewer. So I can only imagine how frustrating it was to be in that argument as Nick. I just would have lost my mind. So, oh my God. Um, then we move on to Deeps and Shake. They go to meet her family. And I, at first, was very confused because he goes to lay down almost completely vertically while driving. But then I realized he has a Tesla and it made sense. And now I want one because why wouldn't you? Um, I'm very interested to see the cultural differences we have 
I haven't really seen that on the show, so I'm excited about that. And I have to say her parents are probably going to be so happy to see that she brought home an Indian man. Um, that happiness will probably be short-lived once they discover who this man is. Um, this, I don't know if anyone else has thought this, it kind of ga- gave me like a similar vibe to arranged marriage. Like they didn't really know each other, still don't really know each other, were given... I mean, it wasn't set up by their parents, but it was through other means. I don't know. I thought it wasn't totally off from an arranged marriage. So, I will say, to give credit where it's due, I thought Sheikh did surprisingly well. Even with his concerns that he still has neglected to talk about, um, I still think it has to be coming from somewhere else and not her. Like, it's not really deep. It's his own personal insecurities and stuff that he's deflecting on her um like not wanting to get married and like continuing to be a bachelor i feel like that's the root of it that he just truly deep down does not want to get married um but really the biggest takeaway for me here was that her parents relationship is so cute and that's truly something to aspire to and that was an arranged marriage so It makes me happy that they have each other and that she has such a good example. So I'm hoping that looking at her parents, she'll kind of come to terms with maybe she wants something more. And that's probably not Jake. I also thought the mom's questions were really good. And the diplomacy was topped here because I would not have any diplomacy or tact if I had to deal with someone like Jake. Um, Kyle and Shayna go on a walk somewhere um he meets her at a park i don't even really think they were walking um but she finally said it she finally said it she finally broke up with him and she claimed that it was for her spirituality which makes sense because she's been saying that for a while but i don't know if we missed it in the pods or if they just didn't have time to put it in but i don't remember or recall shane having some major spirituality so i don't know why he's getting a pass if it's such like this big pillar that she's claiming it is i don't know i i see it as an excuse um we but we didn't really see anything like that so um kyle is continually to being really dumb she saying that you know why did she bring this up so late even though she definitely brought it up numerous times and he continually refused to acknowledge it um but i do agree that she also led him on big time like who in their right mind would bring someone to meet their parents knowing that that probably wasn't their person and just routinely giving him the wrong impression and providing him with hope even though it was a lost cause that much is horrible but i mean come on once she left mexico it was over like who would leave mexico I, I would have at least stuck it out for mexico but she couldn't even do that so come on kyle and he really should have read into that more because i don't know how you can't but i don't know it needed to happen ultimately that's the big thing it needed to happen and even though it was the weirdest goodbye i've ever been witness to it needed to happen but his shock was nearing hilarious to me because I was like, this is just unbelievable that he is so shocked. And then we go back to Danielle and Nick. Um, I'm pretty sure sh- we're in their apartment. Um, it's clear that she was staying somewhere else for the night. So that's a bad start. Bad start. Um, they're blaming one another. You said this. Okay, but you said this. They're both cutting each other very deep. Um, 
not really listening. Um, and that just goes to show you the importance of reflection and, you know, before you say things you don't mean. And they both have. And it's important to be self-aware of that. But it just seems like he is always the one to apologize. And that's simply not fair. And I'm glad that I'm, I am glad that she's recognizing how much he is there for her and where his intentions truly lie. But I just hope that she doesn't forget that and she doesn't lose sight of that because that's where her focus should be instead of freaking the fuck out. I also noticed that his poor golden doodle was so desperate to leave their confrontation. I would have left too, bud. I would have left too. Then we get to the real meat of this episode, which is another reason why I was so excited to get to this episode, was they have another group meetup. This time, it's not just the couples who were engaged. It's like everyone who went on the show who could come came, even with so the people who didn't even get engaged. I, I love the idea. It's a total reunion. Um, but of course, Shana comes. So this is the big moment because it's the Shane and Shayna meet off. Like they're finally seeing each other in person. Um, of course, in my head, I was like, bitch, leave. Um, and I also could not believe that she called Natalie to essentially give Natalie a, a, a backup plan. Like, hey, girl, if this doesn't work for you, I have someone else. She's such an instigator. She's such a snake. And it, again, I'm only convinced she said yes to Kyle so that she could meet Shane um, and I also saw a lot of people on Twitter being like, she reminds me of Randall from Monsters, Inc. And someone even made a TikTok montage of it. It gave me life. It gave me life. Um, Nick has a pod bestie or had a pod bestie. Um, too bad it was Shayna. Kind of makes sense, though, because they're both major gossipers. So I could see that. But ultimately, I was just I was shocked at the audacity that she had. Um, she was calling Natalie insecure total slandering of their relationship it was hor it was horrifying i it was so horrifying um and obviously we can see that natalie is definitely threatened by shana but understandably it makes sense with everything going on and with the things that shana said and with the things she's saying that natalie doesn't even yet know about but it really looks as if Natalie will kill Shane if he does anything shysty. And the odds are likely, in my opinion. Um, but again, they finally meet. Shane and Shayna finally meet. Um, to me, I thought the sexual energy was still very present. There was no denying that. Um, her initiative and intention is concerningly desperate, for sure. And I am now ultimately convinced that she's worse than Jessica for a season. Um... Basically, Shane confronts her, surprisingly, about what Natalie said to him about the backup boyfriend. And I really love that he addressed that he was pissed about it. I thought that was at least admirable. And he's not flying into the flytrap like I thought he would because she is a Venus flytrap. And she looks like one, too. Um, she's just horrifying. Totally trying to create a Grand Canyon-sized chasm in this relationship. Saying he should know. He should be secure in his relationship. Um, she's completely lying, too, about not having a vendetta when it's so obvious. She just is relentless, and she won't stop. And then she calls their relationship with literal air quotes. Like, the utter disrespect is so repulsive. She's mean. She's crazy. She's cruel. The whole nine yards, I think she's an awful person. And that's where it ends. 
which is good because I don't think I could have watched any more of that interaction. It was so heinous and I wish her the worst. I really do. And I know that that's mean, but how there's no other way to look into that. There's no editing. Like she said what she said and it was concerning. Um, I'm way over my limit. Not really like two minutes over, but I'm sure you guys are tired of me listening or listening to me. Oh my God. I can't talk. I really can't. Um, there will be a normal episode next Thursday on top of episode seven recap. So I know there hasn't been one in a while. Life's been crazy lately. I've been hustling mad hard and I just have not really had a break. So there will be an episode. You can look forward to that on Thursday. And of course, another recap episode seven. So keep your eyes on the lookout and I will talk to you cuties next week. Okay. Um, yeah, you know the drill. It's Ginger Spice and everything nice. Peace out.